Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up this No, 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 no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, suck no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania. Alongside for the ride is the man that has the second whitest teeth that I've ever seen besides Roman Reigns, JC. Darn it, darn it, darn it, darn darn. The biggest comeback in wrestling history, Roman Reigns. We're going to get to that Nestlemania because I'm pumped up to talk about SummerSlam. You mean the SummerSlam? The SummerSlam. The SummerSlam. So let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. You want to start at the very, very beginning? Yeah, uh, pre-show, Cruz beat MVP, uh, but I don't really care about that match. My takeaway was Nestlemania. Those new Hurt Business shirts are super hot fire. When they get a Shelton Benjamin version, I will buy one instantly. What do you mean Shelton Benjamin version? Well, so the only version they have, it's a Bobby Lashley one. You'll even see, like, underneath it says the almighty Bobby Lashley under it in smaller print. So that's the only version they have right now. It's a Bobby Lashley version. When they get a Shelton Benjamin version, they will have all of my money. All of the money in, in, in all of the uh, buku bucks that uh, JC yes. has. Scrooge <laughs> McDuck himself. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I'm glad this is over, hopefully, in a, in a particular. As we found out on Monday, not really over, over, but it's... Well, we're headed in a different direction, we're, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah, yeah we, need a, we, need a, we need a sail set on something else, so... Yeah. Speaking of, um, the show kicked off with a women's championship match, the first of Asuka's two title opportunities. She faced Bailey. Uh, this match was a very solid bout. I know a lot of people really liked it. I liked it as well. It was a solid match. Um, Bailey did retain because of a little help from Sasha. But uh, you know what? We should just talk about the other match now, too, because I think they go together because they were very similar. Asuka actually beat Sasha for the Raw Women's title, keeping Sasha's losing the title streak uh, going. But in this match, Bailey was unable to help Sasha. But in the, the finish was very similar. I thought this, these two matches were both very good, even though they were completely different type of matches i think it kind of shows the range for oscar like in a good way because i'm not always the biggest fan of oscar matches but i think her and sasha and her and bailey it's very good chemistry uh so yeah i i was a fan of these but i'm never a fan of sasha losing the title like this i thought this would have been a nice way to end it but i get it so you're saying oscar is boring no i never I, said that I you said, made it seem no, like no, you're no, not no, a fan no. of oscar I, I said i'm not always the biggest fan of oscar matches pretty much before I don't know, I have to think about it. The, my favorite Asuka match of all time is still her uh, match with Ember Moon for the NXT Women's title at TakeOver. That match was fucking orgasmic because um, Ember Moon, I think, is amazing. Asuka was amazing. But besides that, she's never been my favorite type of wrestler, but I've loved all her matches with Sasha, and I liked this match with Bailey. So I think it shows that, because a lot of people do like her matches. It's just, it's not always for me. I love her character, though. I think she's been one of the MVPs of quarantine, no matter what you want to see. So she obviously was deserving to have another run here as Raw Women's Champion, but yeah. She may not be your favorite wrestler, but she's Dave Meltzer's favorite Japanese wrestler in the WWE. So clearly she gets more than three well, stars in her matches. Yeah, I'm just saying. Not saying much. You know what's funny? I wonder if the star rating is different now that they've got the Thunderdome, like the Tokyo Dome. I'm wondering if well, the rating think, is different. Um, I think I saw that he loved McAfee Cole, and I think he loved Seth Dominic, so... And he, no, no, he loved Orton McIntyre. He said it was an incredible match, which we'll get there. But. Even a man that top-heavy like him that wears a uh, children's small shirt to look jack. Yeah. But why are we talking about him? I want to hear your opinions on Bailey. So here's here's my thought process on the old the old uh, Nestle Noggin. I really enjoyed Bailey doing the outside work during the Sasha match. Yes. The, the facial expressions of that, to me, were MVP-worthy. I thought, to me, Sasha's match versus Asuka... Head and shoulders better, in my opinion, than Agreed. Bailey. I think Agreed. there was night and day. I thought that it was a pedestrian effort. And I don't know if they did that on purpose because it went first and you can't, you know, set it too high and then you can't reach the next plethora or, sorry, the next uh, upper echelon or whatever you want to say. Excuse me. 
uh, getting to that point with Sasha, but Sasha had more viciousness, more aggression, all the things you want in a match that I was excited about. The moves were different in terms of just different things here and there that I really, really, really fucking they enjoyed. Had them, they definitely had the better spots for sure. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 sunset, flip, the, the sunset flip powerbomb off the apron. Oh, mm. oh that was amazing. Chef. Mwah. That's what it That's was right there. I'm just going to say it because like you're you're kind of beating around with it here because, again, like the Bailey match was fine, but the reason why the Sasha match was better is because Sasha Banks is the best willing wrestler on the planet. I mean, you're not wrong. I just... I'm not. That's, that's, it's, here's, you can say it's my opinion, which it is, but I believe it's factual. Charlotte, I think, is very right there, but I think Sasha is head and shoulders above everyone else. Here's here's what I think. And but she th- takes a lot of chances. She does. So. I think I that's, that's the which issue. Which I like. Yeah. When I want, whether I like somebody or I, I'm supposed to hate them, regardless of the situation, when I watch what they're doing in the ring, the caution to the win factor just goes up a level with her. Like, I love, 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 love that. I love the ability to do that because with Bailey, yes, she wrestles a very much a WWE style. She's very safe. She'll take the risk. She'll she'll take the move in the risky move, but I don't necessarily th- see Bailey as a person giving a move. Yes. In the risky, you know, business area, I guess the best way to say it. Sasha will take it or give it whatever she needs to do in order to make that thing happen. I don't want to gush over it too much, but when I was watching it, I went, ooh, like that. And I appreciated, here's the other thing that we didn't, we we skipped over, which obviously, you know, you don't want to talk about, but that's okay. Uh, Bailey wins by what type of thing? Roll up. Roll up. Right? Hey. Not the only one in on the program, by the way. So just letting you know. Yeah. Well, that, that was a correlation between, like, the like the... The finishes of the two matches were similar, except for in one, Sasha was able to help, and the other, Bailey was not. So I appreciated that. Well, no, I mean, Bailey won, Sasha lost, so it had to be a well, little yes. different. But... Yes, but I mean, I mean, it was the same, like, Sasha, the reason why Bailey won is because Sasha was able to help. The sure. reason why Sasha got stuck in the Oscar lock was because Bailey was thwarted. Sure, and didn't want to, didn't want to help her friend. That's what, but we'll get more to that. Some people might say that, yes. Some people might say that. All right, let's move on, let's move on. I mean, this match was whatever. Street Profits won as they should because they are the only legitimate tag team in WWE on the main roster right now. And they should remain champions until they find someone to defeat them. But I don't have much else to say besides that. There were a lot of matches that I've seen so far. And I think Payback's going to be the same thing. There are a lot of good TV matches. I'm not seeing a lot of pay-per-view quality matches. That I, that I would get excited for. Because, again, this is the same problem we have in quarantine, regardless if it's in PC or the Thunderdome, bitch. It is. It's in the same setting as your TV. It's the same kind of feeling. Even though they've, you know, to me, it's, it, you know, the pyro is clearly different for, for you know, or lasers and whatever. Pew, 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 we'll talk about it uh, for pay-per-views than it is for, you know, TV. But the match quality in itself feels like, there are, we'll talk about them, ones that are above and beyond, amazing, which are one or two of them, and then the rest feel like they're just re- going through the motions of a TV match, which, because maybe this, in their quarantine. This was also a rerun, which I yeah. think was part of that. And that, that's, that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna debate that. That's definitely how I feel about it, so let's just move Should on. Should we move on then? Yeah. Let's move on. Next up, hashtag my main event. Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. You obviously didn't have power, so you weren't able to watch it live, which was a shame. Because I wanted your real-life reactions. I actually, like, I went off Twitter for this match because I was talking with, like, TJ and Joe and the boys and Ray Ray in the chat. But for this match, I turned it off because I just wanted to dial it in. Um, and uh, But I, when I got back, I saw TJ had a comment be like, man, I hope Nestle's watching this match because Mandy has done way more than running knees. Even though she got them in at the end. She hit her quota by the end of the match. But I'm curious your thoughts because obviously we knew this wasn't going to be, like, a beautiful, technical, amazing wrestling bout. That's kind of why I think it needed more of a fight feel, and it did. The only thing I really didn't like from this match is Mandy's slick back hair. I like the short hair when it's like the wavy, but the slick back, not the biggest fan, but that's just personal preference. But I get what they were trying to do it. They were trying to show, I think, her in more of a serious light than they normally do with her because she's normally the glossy, like, whatever. Whereas this is more of, like, sleek back, like, look at me, ass kicker with the, the get up. But uh, I actually, I just, this, this match was so enriched in story. And you could just feel these two women like taking chances and putting themselves out there. Cause obviously like what's gone on for both of them, especially Sonia has been insane um, the last couple weeks, but you could tell they left it all out there. They did their best. Um, so for me, I enjoyed it. Mandy got the big win, uh, probably a big signature singles win for her going forward to kind of solidify her as a baby face contender, maybe on SmackDown now. 
So I will say I did not see this. I did not see any of SummerSlam live, unfortunately, because the power outage and my internet just decided to crap the bed. But I did go back and watch everything, and I will say. Uh, I tried to stay away from the thread because you guys just continuously talk, and it's great. I miss a bunch. Oh yeah, of stuff. we're fired up, bro. You were it's fired up slam. about it. I will we're say, to be there, man. I will say, I will say, she threw like five. She connected on five at knees at the end. Yes, five knees. She connected yes, on at the end. She must have thrown forty-five of them that were blocked, and then yeah. Here's what I. You know what it is? It's the slick back Sharon Stone, basic instinct kind of weird thing that some people think is attractive. Some people think is great. For me, I looked People at it. People who like Rhea Ripley probably liked it because it's literally the Rhea Ripley look. It just was odd to me because you're saying she's an ass kicker, and all I could think about was it was too sleek. Like sleek doesn't say ass kicker to me. Sleek. Well, means... I said that's what they, I said that's what they, I think they were trying to go for. I just. She again, looked like she I came out. She looked like she came out of a pool out of a synchronized swimming match. Like yes, that's exactly which, what she looked like. It was ridiculous. Is this your biggest negative from the match? No, 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 no. no. My, my only negative. My, my not. I'm not going to debate that. <laughs> My my other there are two negatives, right? One, yep. I know why it's there, but it sucks. So fuck that kid. I'm not even gonna say his name. But you got yeah, us out know. of a hair versus hair match. So fuck that guy, because yep. I think that would have been a huge selling point to this entire. This is the whole reason we cared about this entire thing. So they had well, to flip I don't the know script. About that, but well, it would definitely add. It was a big, as you say, crescendo, exclamation point, whatever it is, just yes. to everything that we talk about. So I was just like, okay, like that bothered me. That fucking bothered me big time. And secondly, they made it a. No DQ match with like little to no weaponry, nothing very vicious with weapon around. Then, you know, I just it's one of and this is my other biggest heat about SummerSlam. One of three matches where shit could just fucking happen. So many things could have happened and didn't. So this one had to audible. So I like I'm not because I agree for the most part. But I just think like given what happened, they literally had to change everything at the last moment sure. just to make it work. So I think that's kind of why they went this direction. Well, the thing is, is like, I I understand it. So I'm not going to be too harp on it, but it was just like not getting the hair versus hair would have been, a, it's to me, it's, it sucks. Cause you're like almost at the finish line of the goal line. And then you get stuffed. You just, you can't get to there. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it feels like you wanted to see her get her head shaved and you wanted to see what was going to happen next. So now you're just kind of like this asshole just basically ruined everything for everybody. So you know, it sucks, especially with the momentum that Sonya had. I was I was curious yeah. to see what was going to happen a, after. It's a big bummer. Yeah. But I do think that she will come back better than ever whenever she decides to do that. So you she know, will be back. The thing that sucks is that it wasn't an injury. It wasn't her call. Like, it was, but it wasn't. So this it was is, definitely her call, I think. She probably said... No, I no, but I'm, but I'm saying is, like, she didn't, like, get tired of wrestling. She was traumatic. Yes, you know, no, she got absolutely. traumatized by something or whatever you want to say. It's just she had a traumatic event happen to her, which I completely understand. But it yeah. just sucks. It just it sucks for all parties involved. Because she, to me, this was the most momentum I've ever seen her get. And as a fan, Absolutely. I wanted yep. to see how big she could get. Because she deserves it. She's she's amazing at it. So she, I just, I'm, I'm bummed. I'm really, really bummed. Well, WrestleMania, do you have anything else on that? Or should we move on to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to mostly lay out for this one. Because I legitimately want to hear what you have to say. Um, I've obviously, we've gone back and forth a lot about Dominic's debut here. And. I just, I've never, I, I mean, look at like, I just wanted to see it plain and simple. And I was, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty blown away. I was impressed with his Lucha Libre skills that he had. I didn't expect it, especially when I look at his dumb face. Um, but I thought he looked great in this match. I thought Seth was, this was the best Seth Rollins match for me as a, as someone who doesn't even like Seth Rollins, probably in like two years. I, this match blew me away. I, some people thought it was Lon, which is fine. I was okay with it. Because I thought everyone played their roles well. I could have done without the mom. I don't think she had much. But I thought Ray did exactly what we had to do, what he had to do. Murphy was involved when he had to be involved. But I thought Seth and Dominic told a beautiful story in the ring. They had some beautiful spots. This is by far my favorite part of SummerSlam. And uh, yeah, I'm I was sold. I was sold on Dominic from what I saw so far. I'm excited to see more of him. Okay. Got that out of your I want to hear it. Yep. So before I say anything. I know what I know what you're gonna say. No, Nestlemania. No, I'm, I'm just Hedge gonna say time. That, yeah, absolutely. You're gonna say the same fucking thing. Everything. Nestlemania. He's 19 years old. Give him a is fucking he really break. 19? He's 19. Yeah. That's fucking insane. I it didn't is. even know. I thought he was like 23. Nah, he's 19. Wow. So I'm even more excited. For right. Him now. So. Holy shit. So that, I, I understand that, right? I understand that. First off, Seth Rollins' gear, harking back to 97 Halloween Havoc. I popped big for that. I was like, that's fucking awesome with the Mysterio logos and everything. Thought that was great with the Monday Night Messiah stuff. As a wrestling nerd, I popped for that. I was like, this is great. 
Nerd. Nerd. Sorry, I don't have the. Uh, I'm stuck in a fucking car to do this, guys. He's literally in his car. I'm watching him right now. Yeah, this this is the this is the lengths we go for the jobber knocker. Uh, but I will say, again, I loved his gear, Dominic's gear. Thought that was great. I didn't like the hoodie. I thought it kept getting in the fucking way. It drives me insane. Yes, exactly. If he had zipped, if he had, here's what presentation wise, if he had worn the hoodie as like a loose mask and then ripped it off in Velcro or zipped it off, that would have been a cool presentation. Like get down on one knee like his dad, do the cross and then zip it, flip it and throw it away. That's fine. I would do that every second of every moment. That was great. We get to the matchup again. Another no DQ match, right? Which this one was the first of the first the first of three that we that was out there saying this is what it was supposed to be because I said on this program would you have to hide his deficiencies because it's going it helps it helps him better in the ring it just does there's no nothing that's, wrong that's I think it. another reason I'll be I'll cut you off quick here that's another reason why I think that I was so surprised because I didn't expect to see as much actual wrestling as we actually got sure and look at I think that's why they, they built it to make you think that so that you would be blown away by it you know what I mean it's genius yeah genius. no it makes. It, it, they here's here's my difference maker between a Mandy match that we saw at SummerSlam, Dominic's match, and then we'll probably get to Fiend and, and Braun. But it was the only match out of those three that accentuated the story. Yes, and that's absolutely, and that's why the the severity, the the gru, the gruesome violence, I guess is the best way to say it. That's what got me to it. However, the kid throws the most meh. Frog splash I've ever seen in my life. It wasn't a great. Frog it was not splash, a frog. That was like, the only thing that I think you could get him. On. I, I no. And listen, I'm I'm not gonna take. Listen, I've eaten crow uh, over and over on this program. I will eat crow. The kid showed up. He did a great job. But as we'll talk about later on Raw, I'll have more to discuss about it. But I think SummerSlam was a good indication of where he could go. But Raw brought us back down to reality, and I think yeah. that's a very big thing to do because. He threw a couple of things there where I was like, okay, Seth Rollins, and rightfully so, being who he is, dragged him at certain aspects through the match. But he did hold his own. So I will say to Dominic, thank you for shoving Crow down my mouth. But. Ew. I know, it's gross. But Nasty. But I will say this much. I was blown away by the Lucha Libre stuff. But there were instances where I could see it, where I was like, oh, now I'm remembered why we're in this particular match because he can't do everything yet and I'm not asking him to (laughs) he did a great job the other thing that drove me kind of bananas and I understand why they did it but they'll have some hokey bokey fucking reasoning for it is if it's a no DQ match or whatever unsanctioned whatever the fuck they want to do why is Buddy Murphy and Ray just sitting there with their thumb up their ass until it's time to fucking get involved you're going to tell me that this match couldn't have just had fucking shit everywhere the whole fucking time i don't disagree like but just you, but you should, wrestling bro no it's i understand bro. that but it's just again it's just like they paint inside the lines when they want to they do whatever the fuck when they want to it's fine but dominic did a decent job so i will eat crow i will 100 percent put respect back on that kid's name but when we get to raw i will explain why it is a big 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 misunderstanding going forward yeah i i just for me it just I want to see more of him. And I, I think it's a kid that, like, yeah. I mean, this kid, he's already that generational-type, like, future because he's a legacy whose dad is one of the most popular, like, true baby faces in WWE of all time. Like, whether he, like now I saw it on, but as a kid, like, as a kid, everyone liked Rey Mysterio. So I think he's always going to have that attached to him. I think that's a good thing for giving him opportunities, but it's also going to really put a lot of pressure on this kid. So, I mean, I'm assuming before he got out there, that kid was freaking shaking because... To debut in a match like that, in that spot on SummerSlam, at that age, in front of all those people with your fucking parents right there and everything going on, like... Well, well, well so let's, let's, let's talk about that very quickly. He, yes, it is, it is pressure, and he didn't, he didn't pop on, or didn't crumble under pressure. But yeah. I will say this much. Being in the ring, in front of people, like physically hearing them and hearing back to you is different than listening to fucking, you know... The Running Man or oh, Demolition Man, the fucking Thunderdome in there, because of course they're, they're controlling the narrative and the speed and the and the the, the sound. But everything. This was live, bro. This was no, I understand that. And there is there is there is there is there is there is a small window, but it is a more comfortable window when you don't have the crowd eating that kid alive. If this was in front of a real crowd, I'm not saying that they people aren't, including TJ and and Ray Ray, if he got in there, and my boy Vern Vicalo, if they got in there with actual 
people, three-dimensional, real living people in there, they would have eaten that kid alive. And that would have added more pressure to him, which would have sucked. So I'm glad it was a lot of pressure. It was enough for him to handle. He he definitely way, just way outside uh, anybody's expectations of it. But if it was in front of actual people, 360 degrees, booing the shit out of him after one move, that's a lot for a 19-year-old kid to take in. And it could, it, it, it nerve-wracking, and it, 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 it shakes your confidence. So I'm, I'm glad I'm he's getting the, the training wheel kind of feeling now, because if he had something else, it might be a one and done. I'm, so I'm curious to see like how a live crowd, especially pay-per-view crowd, would have treated this match. Because... Oh, they would have booed the fuck out of it after the ten minute mark. Yeah, I don't. Just because they get bored. What, yeah, it's I not know, Johnny man, Gargano I, doing yeah, his fucking. You know, know, I don't know. I don't know. This this feud. This feud. I would be interested. I I would think that maybe, but I think there's so much of like Seth's character as a heel has been so good too that he's just gonna garner natural heat. Like I would be curious to see how how it would honestly go. But I will say this: um, none of the, neither of them could control that that they're in front of no one. I will say this. They were in the same situation as every other match on that card. They were by far the best match on that card. That was the best. And then, so that, that for me was telling that it was like everything the same for everyone. This was the best match. I was so. Let me talk about this a lot. I, I think deservedly so. I, I will say one, one last thing. Do you think you're as over on it because it's new? Like he's just new and you want to see new? Of course, I think that's part of it. But I think. I think it just honestly, like it was the expectations. Like obviously, like I said, this is one of my most hype matches. It was this and the Mandy match, but it was hype as like curiosity. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things when I'm curious about something. Like I said, it was either really, really good or really bad. Like I think we win either way. That it, I was more expecting something in the middle, and that I'd be disappointed. But I was blown away by it, and I was entertained from start to finish. I thought it was good. I thought it like even though it was long, it didn't bother me. I just think they did a great job. And like I said, you know, I'm a fucking Seth hater. But I thought this is this was Seth's best match in a long time. For all the factors, I think it's all those things together. All these little pieces of things that I bring up and you bring up from the other sides. I think all those things together made this beautiful fucking stew that we got to enjoy. It takes a lot to make a stew. Too many clips. It does. You got a lot of shit, man. But mm. you know what? We got we got to keep moving here because yep. uh, we're gonna get tied down. But uh, next up, you had the WWE Championship match, which uh, some people were surprised to see wasn't the main event. But then obviously we know why. After um, this was a to me, this match was good. Um, I don't think it was my favorite. I don't think it was great. Um, I didn't like the finish because I don't like when heavyweights end in roll-ups or backslides or whatever, but I knew that we were going to get something like this because I figured these two would be continuing their feud because it feels like these two still have so much to do together. But, yeah, I don't. I just I feel like they could have come up with a better ending, but that's just me. Uh, Randy Orton's pyro came back. That was awesome. That was good. That made yes. me very happy, uh, especially with the Legend Killer gimmick, because that's what you know, dude. You know the whole. The I whole... like how he had the the tallies on his jacket. Yeah. How many people he's killed? I fucking I love my. You know that's my favorite gimmick of yeah. all time. So of I, I'm all in on this. Um. HBK watching in his Christian study or something with a globe behind him was very odd. People are still talking about what room he was in, and then. Look, a backslide happens. It's a second. It's a second sneak roll up. You would say of the match again. I'm not a huge fan of it because to me, I think it, it, it shows not creativity, especially with that. Well, you never saw it coming folks. Yeah. You know why you never saw it coming? Cause I don't want to fucking say it. <laughs> Cause it's like the worst option possible. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> DQ would have been better. Yeah. Honestly, I would have, I would have let Randy Orton to like, just, just flat out get heat exhaustion. You know what I mean? Like that would have been better than whatever the yeah. fuck a backslide or, is. Or like have like, I don't know. I, I just think I think they could have done so many different things that would have been better than this. But you could think whatever. of a hundred different things that are different that are better than a backslide. Yeah. I'm not even gonna get into Agreed. it. So let's move on because that's other bullshit. So main yeah. event time. So this, as you mentioned, is uh, part three of the false count anywhere no DQ type uh, thing. Uh, these two they didn't really use it much. I believe they went backstage for a little bit. Um, but the finish of this match was Braun Strowman taking a little knife and cutting open the ring to expose the wood. But the Fiend used that to win the Universal Championship. But his celebration was short-lived. Not Otis, like I thought, and called my shot and got punished for in the predictions, as I should have, because without, re- without great reward, there is no risk. But it was actually Roman Reigns is back. I did not see this coming. They got me. They got me with their fucking moniker. Never saw it coming. Thought never crossed my mind, because as far as I knew, the pandemic was still happening, and Roman Reigns uh, wasn't coming back till that's over. But as our boy Cap said, he's like, 
Maybe COVID truer, truly is over because Roman Reigns is back. I doubt it. I'm just joking there. But I thought that was a funny one by Cap. But no, Roman, it's great to see the big dog back because I think SmackDown was lacking the upper echelon babyface. As, as we talked about last week, I thought Jeff Hardy was the number one babyface on SmackDown. Not anymore. Roman Reigns is back. All you fucking virgins on the internet who think this was a heel turn, that is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. He beat the living fuck out of two heels. They literally turned Braun Strowman heel in retrospect for this fucking moment, you stupid fucking dunces. What is Roman Reigns Nestle? He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's the fucking guy. They've literally said it. He'll turn, kiss my ass. Is it like this? Are you kidding me? You fuck. How many times do you idiots have to be fucking fooled by John Cena or Roman Reigns, quote unquote, turning heel? You're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your fucking mind. Roman Reigns is what he is. He's fucking Roman Reigns. He's fucking gray. He's the epitome of gray. And I think it's fine. I know some people don't like it. I don't give a fuck. Roman Reigns is a big dog. Suck it. End of rant. That was well done. Oh. I was well. The only thing that made me laugh was the uh, the new uh, veneers that are on his teeth because he just like <laughs> you know like it's hard. Very Here, white. Here's 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 my issue with the whole thing. Like first off, the match was sloppy as shit. Like they just did like. Those two not a good match. Not a good match. That they are not good partners. Like they just can't. They like they must have done the sister Abigail spot like three times just to hit the wood, and they missed every single time. That last one, you can see Braun's knees buckling. It's just like just fucking end this. This was bad. I'm so I have a take on this, and I'm I'm curious your opinion because you would know more than me. But Braun, even though he like is a big lumbering guy, I feel like Braun like works pretty fast for the big guy because a lot of his moves are like moving fast and knocking guys over. Whereas Bray is usually pretty fairly slow besides some moves. So I'm thinking that maybe that there's, that's why it kind of doesn't click because Braun trying when he has to go more to Bray's level, it's not natural and it's clunky. And then when Bray kind of tries to speed up with Braun, you have two big lumbering idiots. I don't, I, I don't know. That's just for me. That's when I was watching, that was obvious thing. I could be way off, but that was just something that I thought. Maybe. I think it was sloppy for many different reasons. It's just like, they, you know, you wrestle in that mask. He's not going to have a five-star classic. He's not going to have a three-star no. classic. He's just not. And he doesn't have to. He's a gaga. He's a gaga guy. Yes. That's it. He's just Braun to a certain extent. I know we all love him. We love the roar. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a visceral reaction when we see him. Yeah, as you roar right now silently with your arms up. But he gets exposed because he's only been in the business like what five years, maybe. I mean, he's. Oh yeah, he's he is what he is, right? He's not going to change what he is, and he shouldn't. He you know got him to dance. I will say this is something that's going to make you probably angry, but he was an extended transitional champion essentially. Because if you think about it, that oh, belt was, that belt was Roman Reigns, and he just got plugged in to beat Goldberg, and then it was just like we had to make all this shit up to make sure that everything was cool, which they did a good job of. And then you know Roman Reigns is like, okay, unpause. I'm here, and that's fine. But I will say, my other thought... But the Fiend is champion now, which is the twist. Right. Which was eventually... Which, if you think about it, if we go back to the stupid fucking thing in Saudi Arabia, if Goldberg didn't fucking sit there and say he wanted Reigns the Reigns was supposed to be the one to beat the Fiend. It's just we interjected Goldberg and then interjected Brock, So literally everything... Them hitting unpaused. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally everything from when poor Ray Ray had to go to fucking Saudi Arabia has been nothing until right now, folks. I don't... I see. I disagree with nothing because obviously stuff happened, but it's like this is more of... They're picking up where they had right. to leave off. Right. Look at like Braun winning that title to me. It was never going to be as special as it should have been because they already fucked it up. So right. for me, it was like, this is them filling the gap in the makeup for what they used to be. So now we're more back to like, okay, Braun now has that on his resume. So wherever we go from now, this is where we're starting fresh. That's my take. We'll so they got that. the, they got the first one out of the way. Now, hopefully when he wins again, it'll actually mean exactly. Something. Yeah, I get that. Exactly. So the other thing too, that makes me kind of giggle. And again, this is just me being nitpicky Nestle. So everybody's sitting there going, I think TJ said it best in the, th- the thread that we got going on, saying like, well, he has some, some type of a character, Roman Reigns. Now he's got a, like this cocky, like, I'm the guy. and I'm the feeling... same character but he's it's always a... fucking right, out, TJ. Right, right, So, Come on. So that was, that was my one point, was that. However, in addition to that, right, I can't take him seriously yet with the new teeth and he's talking so much shit. <laughs> like, he's just like, I'm the fucking man. I'm the fucking man. I run this fucking bitch. And he, he smiles. But you know what the teeth sound like? That's exactly what it is. It's like, dude, don't go do an aqua aqua fresh commercial before you fucking come out here and Yo, tell man, me you run this the, bitch. Doctor Britt Baker does great work. Okay? Yeah, of course. Tell that to Adam Cole, baby. But seriously, Woo! 
I just I, I think there's no much more to talk about SummerSlam. Let's just move on to the rest no, of the show. Let's, uh, let's go to the shine. Always in the shine, much like Randy Rose. On Randy Rose? Mandy Rose. <laughs> you thought you said Randy Rose. All right, Randy Rose, combining two of my favorite. Yeah, Randy Rose. Wow, that'd be, that'd be quite the collab. Uh, the Thunderdome WrestleMania. Yes. Um, there was a lot of projections for it. You were in your usual nestle self to the, us and the group about wah, 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 wah. But uh, when I saw it, I fucking loved it. I thought this finally gave more of like the big type feel as we saw on SmackDown than obviously SummerSlam and Raw. But the lights, the pyro, I thought everything looked cool. The fans, like as honky or whatever you want to say it is, it, it definitely gave this, the arena more depth, I think for sure, which is something that has been lacking in these empty arenas. And obviously having people there, it's more, it was just, I think it was, it was cool because no one, literally no one else has done this. The NBA has a little fan wall. MLB has this fucking horrible thing, but this was like truly fans all the way around in little boxes. But I'm all in it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a nice change up, and uh, I like it. I think it's better than the performance center. You know, the presentation portion no of shit. it. But give me a fucking break for once. I'm telling you this the presentation in terms of the entrances and, and everything else they've got with the pyro and the lasers and the pew pew pews and all that stuff, wonderful. Pew pew pew. But the thing that I have a fucking problem with is just like. And they'll they'll stop doing it, so they'll get better at it. So really, it's just harping on it right now and hoping that they fix it. It's just the they cut they they do like cutaways to these screens, and it's just so bizarre. It's like let's see what this one doofus is doing in their bedroom, kind of like what you're doing right now with shades on. Like, oh look at me, I'm doing great. You know, other people have already been banned for other crazy images. I don't know if you've heard about it on the internet. I'm not going to get into it, but check that out on Twitter. It's pretty good. But again, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I just, the thing is, is obviously nothing will ever replace fans. I just wish, here's, here's what I would love. I, I would love to be able to hear them. You know what I mean? Like a little bit more. Yeah. I was hoping for more of that too. I think it's, I think it was a mix of like natural and there might've been like some, but it's one of those things. It's like, I'm sure audio wise, that's very fucking difficult to pull off. Oh, and I understand that. And, and I, yeah. I'm i just saying in a grand scheme of things. I agree, but. Because here's, here's the thing. You can tell me that Roman Reigns got a pop and he did, but you're going to tell me that if that wasn't people, that place would have been fucking unglued. Unglued. Yeah, that would have been a historic level pop, I think, because just because we would have been there, not all, even whether you like Roman Reigns or not, like that is like it was the truly not expected moment for. I don't remember hearing anyone. Not one single person on the planet being like, Roman Reigns is coming back at SummerSlam. I don't even think it was on people's mind. I don't even think it was one of the things you considered. So, like, for that, like, that is the ultimate shock. It's similar to, like, I, like, I don't know if it's a Cena-level pop because I, when he returned to Rumble because that or the Edge one. Uh, but this was this was the upper echelon type of pops where it would be one of those, like, historic moments you'd always look back to if there was a crowd. But, but even still, I can tell you, like, watching at home, I fucking popped on my couch, man. Like mm-hmm. it was, that was the biggest I've naturally popped for wrestling in a long time. You probably were exhausted afterwards. Uh, well, I, I did work a long day all day. Did so you have yeah. a cigarette afterwards? No, I don't smoke, bro. But if I did, I would have. There you go. Uh, look, yeah. going on to SmackDown, just get through the highlights of SmackDown. Um, <laughs> Good luck. I know, right? So um, Jeff Hardy's new IC champion. This is shine for you. Do you, I mean look? I think having AJ Styles complaining it has more legs to it than AJ Styles being champion. So I, when I want to like, as much as I don't like Jeff Hardy in terms of like he's never been my guy, I went okay. You said it to me last week or two weeks ago. He's the he's the biggest baby face they've got now. Obviously second, but he was <laughs> yeah. So you know it's like okay, like at least it's something, right? And having AJ yeah. Styles chase him is a lot funnier to me and a lot more entertaining. With Abyss, you know, making up the marker gimmick and the whole thing. Like, I'm entertained by it. And I think having AJ just be upset to me is better than AJ being cocky. Like, it just, it fits his character better. Him whining and complaining. Because heels being on top for too long always is just like, oh, we've seen this. We've seen this. Please, somebody beat him. Yeah. Somebody beat him. So, I'm okay with it. And, of course, we haven't talked about this. Lucha House Party might be breaking up. That's a shine for you. <sighs> sure. I, 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 did, I will. I, I literally, like. That match was a waste of my life, but uh, my notes literally do say, <laughs> "Fucking idiot!" I mean, look it—I'll always love Kalisto because, like I said, it's the coolest spot I've ever seen in person. That Selena Del Sol up the ladder at what was that TLC or whatever it was—that was fucking amazing. And I'll always love Kalisto for that because I thought that was great. The other two guys—I'm sorry, like I know Lindsay's got some talent, but that motherfucker botches more than anyone. I don't give a fuck. 
Don't give a fuck. Um, anything else on SmackDown that you enjoyed? Biggie beat Sheamus. I'm again. I'm enjoying this Biggie singles run so far. I'm a big fan of Biggie. Uh, I like what Sheamus is doing. So I guess that shined by the fact that it's not heat. That's okay. There it is. Let's move on. So we go to Raw and WrestleMania, and um, I'm curious your favorite part from Raw because I think there was definitely a lot of down, but I do think there was quite a few good things in there. Well, look. There's a lot going there on. Like, so the way you're pausing is to say where I'm pausing. I don't know if there's a definitive lead, except for I have something small that I probably like the best, but I don't know if it's a lead of best thing on Raw. So and you seem like you're in a similar boat. I don't think there's anything on Raw that made me go, hey, that's amazing. There are little things here and there, but I don't think there's a cumulative thing. Like, I, And again, you're going to give me shit because obviously I didn't see Raw live, but I try, not, I, try to stay, I try to stay away from the Twitter when I'm watching, and I try not to read tweets if I have to tweet. But I here's the thing. This I know you're gonna roll your eyes the minute this comes out of my mouth, so it's fine. I'm waiting. But this is the shine. Why should I be rolling my eyes? I was I was out of not having any tag teams in the women's oh, division. God, I know where you're going. I was actually interested in seeing Nia Jax and, and Shayna Baszler become a team. So that's just me. There it is. There it is. Whatever. I mean what I like I it, whatever. It just it goes back to like I'm always gonna be against like you actually Pod, have Pod, yeah, women's tag teams, and you're fucking putting two people who literally still have not really tag teamed together, and they're getting championship opportunities. They're going to fucking win, this too. They're going to fucking w- win. We'll get to that in the predictions. That's the most WWE thing possible. Like, again, I don't mind the Nia Shayna thing, and maybe if they had three weeks to build this up, I'd buy into this match, but this is literally just either something to completely break up Bailey and Sasha or to just like make Nia and Shayna so explosive that they have a big feud going even more now. Those are the two directions. We'll see which one they choose. So, I mean, whatever. It just, it doesn't, I don't like, you don't like I it. Just, I saw it. I was no, like, you know what? Not. These guys are going to be a great tag team. And sure enough, they got a tag team title shot just cause I mean, it's just, it is what it is. So great tag team. My ass. They're going to have one match together and it'll end on Sunday. Spoiler alert. How dare Fuck you? you. Uh, so, Get so, out something here. else. No. So, so here's, Here's, uh, again, sprinkles of good things, but also bad things. It is the shine, so we'll focus on this. Mark Henry was available and showed up. That Hell was yeah, nice. baby. You love Mark Henry. That's what I do. That's pretty much all I got there, because we'll talk about the other shit well, later. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. So this, uh, we can talk about this here. I'm fine. We're finally getting Apollo Lashley, which I've been asking for, and I think eh. I'm actually really excited for. And not so many, I'll say this. Bobby Lashley cut a promo, and I didn't laugh. So that's fucking shine right there, baby. He kind of prone when I didn't laugh. I was like, oh, wow, Bobby Lashley. Not seeming like the lovable green giant actually seems like a fucking ass kicker. And those shirts are fucking fire. I can't they say are, that enough. They are, he, they are he, very he fire. He got to go to Raw Underground and kick some butt. So, you know, him and Sheltie and Raw Underground. Well, yeah. we like them. Right. Let's just move on to something shine worthy. Okay, Honestly. the Fatal 4-Way for the 24-7 championship. Stop it. I loved it. No, no, no. I, Dude, again, this is continuing. You know why I love this? Because, fuck it, I love this fucking Tozawa gimmick. I can't get over it. When they flip a flip him over and he landed and he had that look on his face, Tozawa has some of the best facial expressions going right now. He is fucking grand slam, home run, hole-in-one, fucking touchdowning this motherfucking shit, man. My hat's off to Akira Tozawa. And just a little, little tiny, like, 30 seconds of Shelton Cedric we got, licking my lips, baby. Give me more of that. So, yeah, this is absolutely shine. 24-7 title, third week in a row for me is fucking shine. What world are we living in, Nestle? Clearly yours. Mickey James uh, made a good thing out of a bad oh. thing, but that's, you know, Ooh. that's all I'm going to say about that. Do you want to know what my notes say? What? My notes say Mickey James is so fine. <laughs> I'm not even going to mention the other two because I don't give a fuck, but, God, Mick, get more Mickey James on all of our TV. She's so f- – it's not only because, obviously, yes, she's very hot. But she is a fucking incredible wrestler. She has so much more to give to this industry. I think she can give so much to this woman's division with her experience, her name value, her ability. She can be a fucking A player if she actually gets to play. So I'm hoping maybe this storyline will lead to Mickey James playing. Here's hoping because uh, more Mickey James makes everybody happy. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about that one. What else you got? Uh, well, look. It's a positive, but I guess I'm curious how you feel about the uh, Keith Lee makeover. So, uh, I'm going to ignore the big thing right now, because I think we can transition into that after this. But I will say this. 
So we got a little tip from our boy, from uh, one of our other boys, that Keith Lee, Randy Orton was happening. And I just, I was kind of like, that sounds fucking dumb. Like, I don't like that at all. But the way that he did it on Raw, I didn't hate it. Um, because I, the way I looked at it is, especially when I started watching the match, I'm like, okay. So even if Keith, Keith Lee loses this match, like, they're putting Keith Lee in the top spot immediately on Kala. With no matter what happens, it is telling me that this guy is a main eventer, big-time player, right away. He doesn't have to go through all these squash matches, all this whatever, or random mid-card feud. He's going straight to the top and straight for the guy, the legend killer, the number one heel on the planet of all time right now, Randy Orton. And they're diving right in here to a mini-feud as they milk this McIntyre-Orton storyline. So for me, I'm like, okay, that told me immediately that Keith Lee is going to be a major player on Raw. So for me, I think that's positive because I think we both agree that the sky is limitless for Keith Lee at WrestleMania. I was excited to see him. So you know what? I'm happy that he's there. I Absolutely. Think, I think he, he didn't need to be in NXT anymore. Sorry, TJ. By the way, TJ and Ray Ray did a great job. TJ at- agrees with that. Uh, I did a great job for NXT Hangover on YouTube, on the Jabberknocker YouTube right now. Go Check see it. Check it out. It's see it to believe it, with graphics included by yours truly. But seriously, getting back to the Keith Lee thing, I just, I don't know, like, I'm I'm excited for him, but I'm also nervous because I feel like, what could you possibly do to him? Like, I don't think they're going to take everything away from him, but I think by doing certain things, you take away some of the things that made him Keith Lee, right? In my opinion. Do you want to jump in the heat? I don't have any more babyface stuff to talk about, so go ahead. <laughs> so the natural thing to talk about here is get him off my TV, get him off my TV, get him off my TV. Not necessarily Keith Lee, but the music was a big deal for a lot of people. Oh my god, I agree with it. I look at like as like you. I actually I didn't. I started watching Raw last night, but I fell asleep about halfway through, so I finished it this morning. That music, like man, Keith Lee, like his music wasn't the best of the best, but it was Keith Lee, and it like worked, and it was good. And they still had the intro, which I think is good. But that fucking generic music bed that came on after, like, even though I knew it was coming, I was like, wow, it's even worse than I thought. I thought it was just typical internet overreacting. But no, the internet's right on this one. JC of the people is with you. That music sucks. Bring back the old shit immediately next week. I don't know. I don't know if they can. We'll find out, right? We'll see what happens. They can. They absolutely can as if they will. They better. That fucking sucks. Was, you agree, right? That uh, fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge... I mean, it literally took away his swagger. It, it, it took away everything. Exactly. It took away. It took away the essence of who, what we love, right? The other thing, too, exactly. is, again, people were getting upset over the uh, the shirt and the baggy short combination as well, saying that he looked like Doesn't he was wearing, me. he was wearing like, a swimsuit, essentially. That's fucking Keith Lee, man. He always, he's always wearing, like, the baggy hoodies or a baggy... Like, that's, that's Keith no, Lee. No, but he's not... No, I'm saying in the ring, he's never worn a shirt. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Do you think the 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 uh, the the baggy shorts bother you at all? No. Really? Okay. Keith Lee can do whatever the fuck he wants, man. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Okay, I'm just curious because I think a lot of people hate the gear, hate the music, so I think that they, they think the presentation is he's no. getting buried. But if he, like you said, if he's facing Randy Orton, motherfucker oh ain't getting God. buried. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say nothing, man. He's getting buried by fucking winning a match by DQ against the number one wrestler in the company. Oh, right I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying people are going to say these things. No, I know, but fuck off. These fucking virgins who think Roman turned heel, they think this, like, how fucking stupid are you guys? You ever watched wrestling before? Good grief. Give me a break. Will you stop it? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, but seriously, look, I, I'm excited to see what happens with him. I think he's definitely a, the uh, injection into the arm that Raw needs because yes, it's just... There's such a gaping hole sometimes, and that he screams star power. So let's do it, right? Let's let's go all in, all in. And I think Vince wanted him after Survivor Series, so it's been a long time coming. Both both show needed main event baby space faces, and both shows got it in Keith Lee and Roman Reigns. Big success. Big success, says he what says. Al- what else did you hate this week, though? We're in the heat, Nestlemania. Oh so my god! What else did you not like? So here's, you know, we're just gonna go with it. There's a six woman tag. Ugh. That was rough. Oh, yeah, that There's happened. so many. There, they, like on Raw alone, there were so many jobber alerts. Like just, they do not like fatal. Like the fatal full way for the 24/7 championship. And they're all jobbers. Fuck it. It was done in four They're minutes or less. It's supposed to be a jobber alert, though, so that's fine. Exclude that. That's Six woman tag that. match. Zelina. Zelina. That is your little That is your little fucking popcorn time to pop in some popcorn and laugh for a couple minutes till we get back to fucking serious stuff. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. Stop talking. Stop talking. Never. Stop Never. talking. Never. You've made your point. Move on. Jesus Christ. 
Then we get into Zelina and the Iconics losing in at least three and a half minutes or four. So that's a jobber alert to me. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what else. There was one other one that made me go, huh? I'll have to look for it. But it was just, it's bad. Like they just, I don't know if anybody wants to fucking wrestle anymore or they don't give a shit anymore. I think Angel Garza. Uh, oh, there we go. Angel Garza lost very quickly. Thank you. And our vice is your girl. Whatever. You know, it's just. Apparently Demi's not going away. <laughs> that surprised me. Much like herpes. She's there for a while. Maybe she'll come back Yikes. and leave. Just saying. She left with Ivar in a she turkey did. leg. In a turkey that's leg. still happening. Yeah, you know, because he's sexy yeah. or he's cute or whatever. They're going to keep doing the joke. I just don't get how yep. they're fucking serious and raw underground, but then they're exactly. fucking ha-ha. Like, it's just pick yep. one. Stay in your lane and exactly. pick fucking one. He can't be fucking Val Venus over here. And then Ivar, you know, helping Eric beat up people in the underground just makes me go, how am I supposed to take you seriously? I will say this much. I didn't mind Raw Underground changing the location a little bit just to be in the area of what it is. But I just, it's the the Shane McMahon factor is still a thing. Having Bobby Lashley beat up Dolph Ziggler, I was like, no, don't do that. Dolph Ziggler's got something going here. They remembered that the Hurt Business was supposed to be part of this fucking thing. So that's nice that they've gone back to that. It's just... No continuity whatsoever in the Raw Underground. I'm hoping that it stays, you know, a little bit better. But it was just like, Shayna came in with the, uh, your other two goons, and now we don't see that for a while. And now they're doing the Naya thing. So it's just, where are we with the Raw Underground? Like, I would, instead of people just beating the shit out of each other to, to do something, I would prefer some type of, like, there's one big bad boss that nobody can fucking beat. But if you, yeah, it this, should be Bobby Lashley. Right, exactly. And maybe that's where they're going. And maybe we just got to wait forever to fucking figure it out. But the other thing that it drives me fucking insane is they did a good job the last couple of weeks of being like, hey, we're going to reintroduce Dolph Ziggler. Look how fucking awesome he is with an amateur background. And we just feed him to, to uh, Bobby Lashley. It's just, I don't like the system of like, this guy gets a couple wins, as we've talked about on this program, to eat a couple of defeats over here by this guy. You know, it's just. I would like, not that I need a system or like a championship in the Raw Underground or anything like that, but I would like something where like, oh, this guy's my moneymaker. He only is my big fight field. Then you see everybody exchanging money because you know, you know, like this guy won me a million dollars. This guy got me a house, you know, like, cause he doesn't fucking lose. That's what I want. There, it just seems so random some days when I look at it. Cause like, I enjoy it for what it is. It's different. And I applaud that. But if we go any longer with it, I need some sense of something to fight for. Because if you're just doing it to prove that you're a badass, it's not for me, right? It's just not going to be that way. Like, give the guy money or give the woman money. Give them something. Give them, like, a chain to wear around their necklace to be like, I run this fucking place. Like, just something to be like, you can't have raw underground. Like, give them the key to the fucking door. I don't give a shit. Give them something to be like, this is important to strive for, folks. There's a stake here to win. Because otherwise, you're just showing up to be a fucking extra to get fed to somebody that's going to kick your fucking ass. Done. Yeah, I don't... Don't give a shit. You know what else I don't give a shit about still? Fucking Retribution, man. I just, like... The Rob moment was a little better than the SmackDown one, but, like, they're getting bigger again, which is what we want. But at the same time, it's just, like, I just, I, I don't know, like, they've botched this so much that I don't know what they can do to ever make me fucking care. Look, I don't think anybody will actually care. I really don't. And so, you could give me Champa, Dikovic, whatever you want, Dikovic, or whatever the hell his name is anymore. You could give me all the NXT Dominic. guys. You could give me all of them. I don't give a shit. You could give me fucking Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae. You can give me all of the ones that everybody wants to watch. And I still wouldn't give a fuck at this point. Like, I just, I just so, wouldn't. So here's my thing with Retribution. Because, uh, you know, it has to make sense on their name. So that's why, for me, I thought it would be cool to maybe have some of the people who got released coming back. But if it's all just going to be NXT people, then I guess the angle they would have to be is like, oh, this is NXT getting Retribution for Survivor Series last year. But is it really Retribution? Because didn't NXT win Survivor Series, if I remember correctly? They didn't win the last match. But I think they won overall. Yeah, but they, I think they had the most wins in the matches. So yeah. it's just like, I just like, I, that doesn't really make sense to me. If it's just going to be like random NXT people, especially if it's like more of the generic people, if it's like Dijakovic, fine. I think he's a good piece to have in there. But like, you need something legit in there to make me care. Yeah. Like, because it's just like, if it's just like a random assortment of NXT males and females who aren't even like 
premier people on NXT, then what the fuck are we doing? Sure. That's fine. Let's move on. You know, actually, very quickly, I wanted to say this much, because I, I did tease it. When you had Dominic and Mysterio versus Buddy Christ and, you know, uh, Seth Rollins in the tag... Whatever the fuck he is. I don't give a shit. By the way, he's now Buddy again in that t-shirt that he has, so that's great. That's a, what a fucking terrible t-shirt he has. But he got a t-shirt, so good for Buddy Murphy. It is a bad t-shirt. Yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. I will say, this match exposed Dominic for the reasons that I expected. It was a regular match, Buddy Murphy couldn't help it, and fucking Dominic had to dive, duck, and dodge certain things. It just It exposed Dominic in a way that made me go... He did fantastic last night. I was hoping for more of it. And then it was just like he did the same kind of moves, the same kind of things, which, again, that's fine. That's a move set, no big deal. But then, like, you could see the imperfections of, like, he basically, like, kind of missed something on Buddy and Buddy moved. And it was just, like, little things here and there that, again, if he had more time, and he will, when he gets older, he'll have more experience and he'll be better than, excuse me, better than he is. But it, it, it definitely showed in that particular aspect of it. It was like he just looked like a little kid going around being like, oh my God, I'm I'm wide-eyed going, I think I'm in over my head, which again, feeds into the whole character, which is fine, but it's just, it just seemed like you did a great job and you could have added to it, and this one detracted a lot of what I was excited about after SummerSlam. So I'm I'm very kind of meh on Dominic. It's like, eh, but it's I, just... I think you're, I think it's just, this is more of just a nitpicky nestle because we could literally watch everybody's matches every week and they'd be about the same as this. But I get it. No, I get it. Because we only, we have two matches to work from. One was amazing. One was not so good. So that's all we can do. But it didn't really change much for me. I thought this match they'd save maybe for payback. I was surprised. They announced it on Raw. And I mean, it makes sense because they put it in the main event and they can obviously still do it again because it got schmazzed by Retribution. But I just, I hate when the stuff, it feels like stuff gets fast forwarded. And that's what this felt like to me. That's all. I mean, it was definitely just a, it was a checkpoint for retribution, I'm sure. But it was just, eh, yeah. like it didn't matter. Nothing matters on TV sometimes. And that's what sucks. It's just like you, you tune it's, in. They got three hours. They're like, ah, no finish. Ah, roll up. Ah, backslide. Ah, DQ again. Let's put weapons in it, but it won't fucking matter. You know, stuff like that. These are the things that drive me insane. I appreciate that it's probably their job is very, 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 very hard to please Vince McMahon. But Jesus Christ, does it feel like a fucking circus sometimes when you're watching it? Not a good circus. Not a three-ring circus. So, that's all I have to say. Do we have any more heat, or should we get hopeful? Let's get hopeful, eh? Glorious, you are my only hope. I will kick off the hope Nestlemania because my hope is actually going to involve Dominic. And for me, it's like I saw what I needed to in the ring to know that, okay, this kid does have a future. I'm curious to see more. But there is one thing about Dominic that I can't get over. He has a really stupid face. And that's not his fault. He can't control that. He has, a, he has a stupid face. And I think it'll change, obviously, as he gets older. And he can probably grow facial hair and things. But I was thinking, I was like, you know what? If I'm Dominic, no matter what you do, there's always going to be a stigma with you. So you have to have something that really stands out for better or for worse. So my hope for Dominic Nestlemania is that the motherfucker gets a big fucking face tag to Mike Tyson style. Just give him something to make his face completely different than it is. Give him something that'll be like, oh, I think it also, I think Dominic has a future as a heel because I think naturally, like, people like yourself, like little stupid marks are going to want to boo him. So I think he'd be a good heel in the future. So you know what look good in the heel? A fucking face tattoo where he looks ridiculous. So, you know, it might come out horrible. It might look terrible. But you know what? Wrestling is all about taking chances and taking risks and doing different things to your look to stand out. Because if he didn't have the Mysterio name, he wouldn't stand out because he has a doofy face. So you know what? Get that motherfucker a face tattoo. That's my hope. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. That might be the worst hope you've ever had in your entire career on the job. Uh, see, I, that might be the I worst one. That's a fantastic hope. I want to see it. No, nah, see, they can't, see they can't see this at home, but you got that big shit-eating grin on your face. Like, this is a good one, guys, isn't it? Because I know it could completely be horrible. But I, I think it's one of those things. It's like, you got to take a chance. So why not swing for the fucking fences? You're an idiot. Because you know idiot. what? It's like you said earlier. He's fucking 19 years old. You fuck it up, he can come back in two years and it won't fucking You matter. can't get so rid of a not? face swing tattoo. For the fucking fences. Hey, you can. It's just more difficult. But why the fuck not? Now, Give a, you could have. You could have had so a layup hope here. You could listen to, you, to add to your many hopes that have come true. You could have a layup hope here well, and say, put a I mask don't do on him. Layups him. like you, 
do. I do for I take risks so I get the big reward. I I I'm, I don't fuck doing sure thing. Fuck sure thing. That's for Mark. I ain't no <laughs> sure thing. I'm going for home runs, baby. I'm going for the hole in one. I'm going for it all. So after he shanked his hope into the woods, I'm gonna give my hope right now. My hope is, quite frankly, Retribution is on its dead legs at this point, right? There's no way to really salvage this, at least. I know this is probably a red herring, but if it's not a red herring, this is where I think we could go with Retribution. If you noticed on Friday Night SmackDown, there was one person that was a little bit late to the party during the uh, beat-up of Braun to save the locker room. The Miz. Now, I would hope that The Miz is the leader of retribution because he's pissed. Hold on, hold on. He's pissed that he has been put in the position that he has and has never been WWE champion after he was WWE champion like eons ago and almost is like 10 years at this point. And I think the retribution is the disrespect that The Miz feels. And he's going to have all these goons because he's going to promise them movie parts and TV shows and walk-ons and opportunities in the WWE that he can get because he's the fucking Miz once he's the WWE champion. And also, they did the whole WWE logo with the fucking X through it. You can just spin it and take it out and it's the Miz and that's retribution. I think that, that again, you're talking about a mouthpiece? There's your fucking mouthpiece. I don't necessarily think this is definitely going to happen, but I think... The Miz is definitely either red herring or he's going to be somehow integral into this whole thing because it's going to happen, right? It's got to happen somehow, some way for something major to happen. If it continues to happen, I hope it's somebody that's good. And if it's not, like, at least if the Miz needs retribution on somebody, it could be the whole fucking company. Because if you hate the whole fucking company, if you're pissed at him, he's a guy that has a gripe. I mean, that's a big fucking gripe. He doesn't even remember his main event, you know, match at WrestleMania 27. Doesn't remember it because he fucking smacked the back of his head. I remember it. I know, but he doesn't. He looked like this. I know. You know, know. like, poor fucking guy, right? So maybe he wants his fucking comeuppance. He was the most relevant IC champion for a very long time. And then he had to wrestle in front of zero. Nobody of those couple years ago at SummerSlam. He's been eating the shit, the shit stick for a long fucking time. Maybe he's had enough. Maybe it's interesting. Maybe he doesn't need the WWE anymore. Maybe that's retribution. That's my hope. Hashtag Nestle's hopes don't come true. Nestle's on planet Fafluga. All that jazz. Whatever. <laughs> so it is what it is. You know what? I don't. I don't hate it because I think that's the type of person that I want in charge of it. And Miz has proven over his career that he can take people under his wing and be a good leader. We saw him take obviously the B team. He's had Alex Riley. Like he's done good with people by his side before because he is that leader. But for me, WrestleMania after seeing what we saw in Raw, I wouldn't hate if they were all just disciples of Seth Rollins. I don't know if it makes sense, but. If they were to take someone who's already on the roster, that would be my choice. Okay, let's move on. My comeback this week, don't call it a comeback, giving it it. to Aleister Black on the KO show with an eye patch, and he beat up KO? Color me impressed, maybe intrigued. Finally. I'm excited. Looks like Snake, from all the video game people that know what I'm talking about, but hey, I'm okay with it. I'm cool with it. Listen. Not, we've made jokes of the fucking knock, knock, knocking on Alistair's door bullshit, right? But look. Kevin did do that. Kevin did. <laughs> he did knock on the door in the darkness. So technically, he wanted to fight. So he got a fucking black mask. Hopefully this is a, you know, rejuvenated thing. It was a throwaway segment in my opinion, but I was intrigued once they start to get into it. So my, I'm excited for, uh, you know, Alistair Black to hopefully, you know, not screw the pooch on this one, or at least maybe creative won't screw the pooch on this one. Yeah, WrestleMania. This is exactly how we. This is how I would have debuted Alistair Black when he got called up. Is because I, to me, Alistair Black is most effective as a brooding heel who barely speaks and just fucking kicks people in the fucking head. And I think this feud with KO could be very good. I'm sure KO is super, super, super excited to sink his teeth into this. I think it will be good. And yeah, I'm in. I want to see more of this. Absolutely. My comeback though. You know what? This guy was probably. Bottom of the barrel trash for me, as in the worst person I never wanted to see him. But WrestleMania, like you, I will sometimes admit that I was wrong because well, I'm going to go to NXT for my comeback and I'm going to go to the ladder match and the MVP of the ladder match, and that's Cameron Grimes, baby. This guy is slowly but surely like I hate him. He's fucking disgusting. I hate his stupid. I want to shave his head. I want to shave his beard. I want to fucking rip off the top hat and burn it to the ground. But like, he is so fucking hateable. 
but he is also so fucking good. That's what our boy TJ would always say. He's like, I don't like him either, but he's so fucking good in the ring. And he really is, man. This guy fucking sold out to the moon in that match. He even he saw he had the first sell for Candace. Like he was the best part of this match. I'm in now. I'm in on Cameron Grimes. He's never gonna be my favorite, but I really appreciate what he's done. And I think this guy, honestly, he has a future, a long career in WWE as probably mostly in the mid card because of what he can do, not only in the ring, but character wise, like this guy can work with anyone because he will get fucking booed no matter where he goes and what he does. No. Cameron Grimes, congrats, bro. You get my comeback. Somewhere, TJ and Ray Ray are very pissed. That, you know, their NXT hangover yep. party was not... Too fucking bad. All right. Too fucking bad. All right. I'm a Cameron, guys. I'm, I'm Cameron Grimes as well, man. Retribution. Yeah, exactly. Top hat heavy. Here we go, baby. Let's go to the big finish. I think Ugh. we have payback coming this Sunday. Who gives a shit? I think we only have four matches, so we might as well piss right through them very quickly because I'm losing battery. So let's do this. Yeah, so payback, we only have four so far, but for the rest, let's go to jobberknocker.com because all the staff picks will be up there as well as check out Ray Ray's Mass State Memories, TJ, Joe, doing NXT and AEW. And also, we now have impact coverage, so make sure you go to jobberknocker.com for all that stuff. Five stars, five flames, and all the podcast snaps, blah, blah, blah. You know the Twitter handles, they're in the, on the podcast. You can look at them on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. So we're going to go to the matches here. There are four matches, like you said, announced. First up, a singles match between Fast and Hisbori and Keith Lee and Randy Orton WrestleMania. Who do you got? Give me Keith Lee. I think Max going to involve himself somehow, get that going again after we figure it. I think there's going to be something going on here where Keith Lee said, you know what, I didn't like him in my business before, but he's going to be in his business again. So I think that later on he can say, dude, what the fuck, you're in my business. I said stay out of my business, which could potentially lead to a Keith Lee universe, uh, sorry, WWE title match against either Mac or Orton later down the road. I would be interested in seeing that, but I think right now you need to have a big W, a big signature W for Keith Lee if he's that big star as we think he is. So give me Keith Lee. I like it, um, the thought of it with Mac interfering, but give me Randy Orton, man. I think it's, I think this is more of, I think Keith Lee's going to look amazing in this match, but I think it's going to be the same story of when he came down to him and Roman Reigns. He's going to come up just short because he's not there yet, but I'm excited for this match, but give me Randy Orton. Okay, next one. Next up, we have a singles match for the United States Championship. Apollo Crews defends against Bobby Lashley. Is it Lashley's time, WrestleMania? It was Lashley's time to give him the championship. If he doesn't get the United States Championship, I quit. Like, I quit watching Bobby Lashley because this is fucking stupid. Give me Bobby Lashley. Give me death. That's how I feel. Yeah, I think Bobby Lashley is going to win this eventually. I just don't know if it's happening here. I smell a schmaz. Give me Apollo Crews in the upset to retain. Keeping my streak Next up, long. we have the tag team match for the women's tag team titles. Bailey and Sasha defends against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. I will say this, WrestleMania, there is 0% chance Shayna and Nia win those titles. Bailey and Banks retain. Shayna and Nia explode, go off into their own thing, and whatever. They will tease dissension in this match, but my pick is Bailey and Sasha. I know you're going off. I'm going opposite. Give me Nia, give me Shayna. Let's do that fucking thing. I will, I will, I, if I come in this program and they win, you better fucking kiss the ring, bitch. They might, but a 0% chance, but they might win, but 0%. Next up, we have what I think will be the main event, uh, a no-holds-barred, I didn't know that part, triple threat match, well, I guess in triple threat. So for the WWE Universal Championship, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, who is now the champion, defends against Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Obviously, the Otis factor is still lurking here, especially with the triple threat. This match could have more schmoz than schmoz you could ever imagine, gaga, whatever. But you know what, WrestleMania? I think it's time. Just fucking put it on Roman Reigns. Just fucking, this is where we're supposed to go. Put it on him. The Fiend, it was like a little check mark. I think we're headed towards Fiend Reigns, maybe. Uh, Strowman maybe needs to pin. But you know what? I'm going out there. Give me Roman Reigns. <sighs> Triple threats mean that Roman Reigns doesn't have to lose. So I'm going to go. I give, agree. I'm going to say Fiend. I'm going to say Fiend. Do you think that there is an Otis tease, or does he just not exist? Even though both guys were dead last time, he still didn't come out. Did he just forget that he has the money in the bank? I think he was more you know, interested in Mandy, so that's how I feel about that. That's true. They were probably having victory sex. That's a good point. Mm, yeah! Staking sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, that is it for we know for payback. Like I said, check out the website for the updated picks. We will have them. Probably going to have to wait till after SmackDown because there'll probably be more matches after that. Maybe an IC title rematch, whatever. Um, but 
I do want to say WrestleMania on AEW. No one watched it on Saturday night. No matter what the Meltzer and Alvarez is trying to tell you, Brody Lee did squash Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship. He fucking killed him. He killed him. Yeah, Brody Lee looked legitimate for the first time in AEW. I, you know, I've been so anti him because I think Dark Order sucks. But this segment is exactly what I was hoping for when someone finally beat Cody. He. Brody got put over so fucking hard. Dark Order got put over so fucking hard that even me, who still isn't a big fan of them, I can buy into them as owning AEW right now. It worked. It worked. Listen, even though I hate them, it worked. I it's not. It. It's not going to work in the long run. For right now, it's a shot in the arm, and we're okay with it. So I'm okay looking at yep. it. I think Brody Lee, as if he doesn't have to keep doing his Vince McMahon gimmick, I'm okay. But he beat the fuck out of him. So you know what? I'm intrigued for the next. You got me. You have me hooked for another four weeks. Don't fuck it up. That's the way I look at it. Agreed. Right? So, I agree. Is what it is. We didn't talk about NXT. If you want to talk about NXT very quickly, um, because Matt McAfee were... had a fucking day. So you know, you want to talk about yeah, that? No, that. Um, so that I was definitely my favorite match of it. I was blown away by Pat McAfee. I just think I think I like the Dominic Seth as my number one for the weekend. But this is a very, 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 very close number two. I thought Pat McAfee definitely had some time in the NXT Performance Center. I thought he did a great job. Uh, He's a great heel. I'm glad he lost because he showed how much he loved the business. I think that's really cool and people can do that. I think Adam Cole definitely became a huge star no matter what anybody else says. Like, nobody knew who Adam Cole was if they, you know, outside. So, Pat McAfee put fucking Adam Cole on the fucking map with that win. Sorry, guys. Like, now he's a superstar. He was a star. Now he's a superstar. Nassel knows what's up. So, yeah, I'm going to put that in a fucking framed fridge right there. Nassel knows what's up. Thank you. You should. This is, that's, 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 you are 100% actually correct, and I'm glad you said it because I didn't have to. That's fine. Uh, the rest of the show was fine. I just was so bummed that Karrion Cross might have a separated shoulder and might have to give up the championship because I really enjoyed that. Yeah, because that, that match, that match, like the buildup, but I thought the match, there was definitely, you could tell something was going on. I wasn't sure. I was like, man, maybe Karrion Cross just isn't a good wrestler. But I, when I heard that he was injured, I'm like, that makes a lot more sense because it sure looked like Keith Lee was trying to drag him around the ring. So it sucks. My hope is that he really, you know, only has a couple of weeks. Maybe he can repair that thing, pop it back in and keep going or whatever. But that dude's worked awfully hard. It's the biggest moment in his career up to this, to this point. So you hate to see anybody get injured. And uh, he was clearly going to be the crown jewel for probably the foreseeable future. So that probably sucks. But, you know, NXT does a great job of kind of turning about face and figuring it out on the fly. So... You know, you know, just listen uh, to what TJ has to say and probably go over to Jabbernaga.com to see what TJ has for the NXT stuff because a lot of stuff's going to be up in the air and TJ's usually got his fingers on the pulse, TJ. And follow him at TJ of the JK. We didn't go through everybody, uh, at you know, everybody else, but uh, TJ yeah, deserves a good job. like I said, I, yes, and you can find everyone's handles actually in the description of the podcast. We put it in every week. So that's easy because I can list them off. You might not know them. You can literally copy and paste from iTunes. So there you go. All righty then. Or wherever you listen on. That's true. Very, very true. Well, thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker. We've gone way too long, and uh, we'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. More!